0: Welcome to the Sarah and Sally Show. Before you dive in and listen to this interview, we're delighted to let you know that we've got a series of books coming out. We've got art, hip-hop, music, and we've also got a new Blag Book, Volume 4, Number 1. Check it out at www.blagmagazine.com.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Welcome this week to the Sally and Sarah show. This week, I'm sitting in the hot seat. Charlie is sitting in the hot seat. I'm sitting in the hot seat. And I've gone back into the archives to put an interview with a friend of mine called Clark Duke. You'll know Clark from films like Superbad and a TV show in America I think you might have heard of called The Office. And fun films like Hot Tub Time Machine. And his favourite sex drive, which you'll hear yeah. about. Yeah, we actually first... Well, my first encounter is going to be some name dropping when I first encountered watching, Sarah. watching Clark on the screen was... There was a super bad premiere in London and Adam Yaak and Mike D invited Sally and I along to join them for the um, premiere and we sat in our seats, we were highly amused, and behind us were some very delighted Beastie Boys fans in the form of the Mighty Boosh. So I was very really excited that the Mighty Boosh was sitting behind us. They were really excited. Beastie Boys were sitting, sitting in front of them. them. Didn't know who we were. No, exactly. But then what um, what That's Sally fine. and I did were for Beastie Boys was we forced force fed them the Mighty Boosh and had them sit down. We all watched together Live from Brixton Academy. Live, live from Brixton Academy, Mighty Boosh, which is absolutely just so much fun. That if you haven't cool. seen it, watch it and look out for the underwater impression. Yeah. I wish do. I could do it. Yeah. So we were we were all privy to Clark's was that kind of an early no, it's not an early performance, but for Fairly. us was, Yeah. The performance. And also Jonah Hill was in that film and Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, fun film. I might have a look at that again, actually, soon. That would be good, some good comedy. Comedy's really good. It's good for the health. Yes. It helps you sleep. Yes. If anybody, any insomniacs out there, I highly recommend. Mac and cheese, a nice hop, IPA, and good comedy. Yes. Ten minutes of belly laughter and you'll sleep like a baby. It's true. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about Clark. Clark, I was introduced to, in about 2008, via an email, when he was over in the UK filming, But he was too sick to meet up. But we did officially meet in Hollywood about a year later when he took us to a Super Bowl party. And then our friendship was sealed and we've been in touch ever since. We have. We have. He's a really good company. Yeah. We've had sandwiches on Sunset. We have. We've had pints in London. We have. And I've also taken a boat ride with Clark along the Thames. Yeah, that was quite nice. You got to do touristing in London with Clark. We did. We did touristing. So anyway, interviewing your friend is another story. How do you interview your friend when you know things about them but you also want to talk to them about their career? So what I did was I took the Beastie Boys concept with the black word game. The concept the, we had for the That Sarah Boys. and I <laughs> created for them. And I asked him to send me 10 words to create questions with. And this is what Clark sent me. Already. He sent me bronze, helmet, rodeo, music, Scorpio, lament, orchestra, apricots, celestial, an amalgam and he sent me amalgam because I was having loads of problems with my teeth at the time and oh. I had had a root canal. I think it was probably just before this interview and the dentist had left a bit of instrument in my root canal. So I'm really sorry if I don't sound as clear as normal. Did you know that there was an instrument? No, you just I won? didn't I just knew I was in pain. Yeah you knew something was up. But I did I took it for the team I did the interview and I really hope you enjoy it. I also think um just for anybody if you're having like a a little designed to have a comedy evening with some friends and you've got some IPA and some mac and cheese. You could also incorporate these words that Sally's listed into some fun and games of your own with getting subjects going when you might have a moment where you don't know what to talk about. You can incorporate things like this. Yeah, like if you were to create a bronze statue, what would it be of? Yeah. Or when's the worst time to wear a helmet? I actually know when the best time to wear one is. Yeah. Everybody wearing your sight can wear a and helmet. watch your first rodeo. I should have asked these. These are much better questions. Yeah, they're questions. good questions. They're good but questions. But I haven't had my OPA yet. I've had my mac and cheese. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the introduction. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us and listening. We really appreciate it. And I know that a lot of you are in all different corners of the world and it's very exciting for us to see. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Hello from London. So yeah, it's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So you moved to LA with your mum when you were little, didn't you? For a TV show. What age were you, and what was that for?
2: I, it was it was just kind of a bizarre uh, chain of events. When I was little, my mom had a childhood friend that was out in LA and was working as an actress a little bit, and went to like visit her and met her manager, who just like sent me out on an audition as kind of a, like a lark almost. And I booked it and just, I did like a bunch of commercials and like, um, I ended up on this, this, CBS sitcom when I was like six years old. But then, uh, after that was over, we just went back to Arkansas and went to high school, but then I came back to LA for college when I was 17.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, was your, because you were telling me when we were doing our tourist day in London about yeah. your thesis. Was it your thesis that you did with Michael, yeah. so it was Clark and Michael?
2: Yeah, the first the first Clark and Michael episode was my thesis film at school. Yeah, I and so, so
0: that's that's really really cool, isn't it? So what was did you kind of because I can't remember what you studied. What was it you studied again?
2: My major was film production.
0: Yeah, so because you were kind of behind the camera at first, weren't you? With your
2: that's right? that's really what I wanted to do. Like, and it's still kind of what I really want to do is write and direct. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's like the acting is kind of a platform to even get people to like consider you for the writing and directing in a weird way. Wow, yeah. Like, any kind of profile you can get seems to just, um, help, help that stuff, so, I don't know, it's all kind of like, it's all kind of like pushing towards the same thing, I guess. But yeah, for, in school, I, I I wanted to write and direct. I mean, long term, that's what I want to do, is be a director. So
0: was Michael in school, or was he already in the, involved in the industry? No,
2: he, he just, I moved out off campus, into this apartment building in, uh, in Marina Del Rey, and he just happened to live next door to me in the apartment building. He was on Arrested Development, like the first season, I think. So that's that was time to go to school. I mean, he hung out over LMU a lot after that, but because um, we would go to like open mic night, it would be weird, like performance art type of stuff, just like trying to make people hang us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that was just like a bizarre coincidence meeting him over there.
0: Yeah, that was brilliant. Okay, so can you explain how things went from there? Did you get, because didn't that kind of kind of open you out into the film industry that that first pilot?
2: Yeah, it really did. I mean, we had Mike had a friend uh, who had like a friend that was working at CBS. So CBS ended up buying Clark and Michael because they were trying to do uh, like an online web division. And this is like years ago. You know, everybody's trying to do it now. This online content, but this is like way too early. Like it was never going to work. But they were trying to do all these shows, and, um, I don't know, we were kind of the first, like, like like big web series, I feel like, that had any kind of, like, production value and, like, people in it and stuff. Or at least one of the first ones. Um, so they bought that, and then I simultaneously, like, from the Clark and Michael pilot, got... Uh, representation like agents and managers like it's weird like it's just all of a sudden they just come out of nowhere yeah. and like want to meet when you have like a shorter I mean I see it all the time on like deadline you see somebody that has like a, a short that gets a lot of attention
1: and, you know yeah. all of a
2: sudden they're just like scooped up Um so yeah that happened thank goodness and I've, I've worked ever since
0: wow brilliant that's brilliant yeah. okay um with regards to your roles you do loads of comedy can you explain if there's a certain kind of style that you have, or if there's a preferential genre, whether you'd want to do something different or... Uh, I
2: mean, I would be open to doing all kinds of stuff, but I I think I just like comedy more than anything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, nobody's, like, I'm not getting a lot of, like, calls about dramas, you know, they're probably gonna call, like, Paul Dano first or somebody before, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like but do you series? think if
0: you put it out there if, and something came through, would you just jump at it?
2: I mean, yeah, if that was something cool, I would mm-hmm. do anything. I mean, I, I, um, I didn't think I could do it. I always kind of feel like, like, people that can do comedy could do, probably do anything. Because I think comedy is by far the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Because it's kind of, it's kind of, like, the only unteachable thing, too. Yeah. You know, like I feel like you can teach drama to a certain extent, but you can never teach anybody to be funny. Yeah, you can yeah. It, but you can't, you can't teach it. Yeah. Um. No, I like doing the comedies too, like, if, I mean, like, serious dramatic acting, like, method acting, like, it drives people crazy, like, you almost have to be crazy to do it, because you're just, like, digging up the deepest, darkest shit that's ever happened to you and using it at work. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not, like, normal people, like, deal with that stuff through, like, you know, like, whatever, like, religion or psychiatry or whatever, but, like, they get past it. Yeah. But, like, if you're, like, a serious dramatic actor, I feel like you're just constantly keeping it bubbling at the surface.
0: Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> My main thing with comedy is, there's so many things. Like when you're watching, I don't know, when you're watching like the other guys or Little Miss Sunshine, and these lines get delivered and it's absolutely hilarious. How the hell do you keep a straight face? Oh, I mean, I know there's well, cops in. I How do you do it?
2: What's that? I don't, I don't keep a straight face most of the time. I mean, no. but yeah, it's not a play, so you can just like go again. Yeah. Somebody yells at you to stop laughing and you just go again, yeah.
0: <laughs> and just switch it off.
2: <laughs> we just did a hot tub time machine too. That's what I just finished doing, and it was um so much of that. Like, but it's it's such a fun day at work when everybody like gets in a groove and starts riffing like that, and it'll just have a take. It's like twelve minutes long, with just everybody going back and forth. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I like I like making comedies. I like the process of it and kind of the I don't know, just the mechanics of it.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. It's really good. I know that it's already come out over here now, but I wanted you to talk about your experience of filming Kick-Ass 2 in London.
2: Is it out already? Yeah. Oh, it's at it if,
0: if it didn't open on Friday, it opens this Friday.
2: Okay, I think it comes out next Friday here. Okay. Um, it was great. I mean, it was so hard. It, like, <laughs> it was just like really physically... I lost like 10 or 15 pounds over the course of making the movie. Like, it was great, and I'm sure, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I think it's going to be fantastic, but um, it was so physically tiring all the time, like, the hours were just insane. Yeah, and because I, you were up really
0: I, early, weren't you, and then did you do nights and things like that as well?
2: Yeah, we did both, but I mean, the bulk of the thing was just, like, 5 a.m. pickups, and you go, and they don't, you guys don't have the, like, same, like, union kind of protection that we do over here, so, like, they don't give us, like, 12-hour turnarounds, I think they were, like, 10 or 11 hours, and... We were filming that at Pinewood, you know, which is like an hour out of town too. So it's like if you get like a ten or eleven hour turnaround, and you're spending like a couple hours in the car, yeah, you know, you really just have time to go home and sleep, and then you're just back out there. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it was it was really fun, and it was like a, a childhood dream of mine to play a superhero. So I, I don't want to complain about it. But like, <laughs> that costume was just so it was so heavy <laughs> and disgusting, and like they only had one, so it just stunk and. It was just a nightmare.
0: <laughs> Can you tell us about your character and what kind of situations he gets into?
2: I play the world's oldest high school student <laughs> in the film. Um, we were supposed to be high school seniors. We are supposed to be like 17 or 18 in the movie. And I'm 28, you know, and like Lindsay Fonseca is also, 20, I think, 27, or right? Same age as me.
0: He's just like, I play yeah. young. <laughs>
2: But all the extras, all the background, were um, real children. They were like 14, 15-year-olds, so it really exacerbated how stupid we looked. Like, it made it even worse. And I had, like, a blazer on. And one day we were just sitting in this cafeteria at one of the school scenes. I just heard the director laughing at the monitor. And I was like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, you just look nuts. You guys <laughs> look insane. <laughs> you look That's like undercover nice. cops.
0: <laughs> now I've got to be really confident <laughs> in action.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, my character plays the best friend of Kick-Ass, and we start, we end up on this superhero team together, and we don't know each other, like, I don't know it's my buddy Dave, and he doesn't know it's it's me, and then we find out, and, um, you know, I'm kind of just like the, the comic relief sidekick type of character, yeah. but it's
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know the words you sent me? I'm gonna talk to you, I'm yeah. gonna ask you ten questions with your words in now. Are you ready?
2: Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Sure. Whatever you want.
0: Okay. Which character have you played? Where you've connected? Who you've connected most to? And what level of intuition did you have for it? And how much did you improvise?
2: The first movie I did called Sex Drive was a uh, this character that that was the character probably closest to me. Like that was that was kind of intuitively just me like ramping my personality up to like eleven. Was that the um, one you filmed t- when
0: you very first got in touch with me, or not? Was that one you did in the UK,
2: or not? No, the first—the only thing I've done in the UK is the Kick-Ass movies.
0: Oh, so you were doing Kick-Ass when you very first emailed me, when you were poorly?
2: I don't remember, honestly.
0: Oh, it was quite Maybe. a few years ago.
2: Yeah, I know. It all kind of blurs together after a while. Um, so, sorry, Sex yeah, Sex Drive. Sex Drive would have been in probably, like, 07 or 08. It would have been a while, like a while ago. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was also because it was like the first thing I'd done. It was kind of like you don't, you don't even like know the rules enough to like break them. You're kind of just like winging it. And I think there ended up being a certain kind of a. Uh, like I don't know. I just did, like I don't feel like I've ever been that funny in anything else.
0: <laughs> i just
2: watched it, don't I?
0: Confession. Oh yeah, you should tell them.
2: Oh Funny. It's silly. I mean, it's just like a goofy, like, like teen road movie comedy, but um, it's kind of underrated. It's on cable all the time over here. I don't know if it is over there.
0: I don't know. I've got Netflix and Love Film and Now, so I just watch everything on demand.
2: Oh, you're fine then. Yeah, you can watch
0: it yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. And then did you, how much did you have to improvise for it? And how much kind of intuition did you use on it?
2: I improvised a lot in it. That was like why it immediately came to mind when you when you said those two words. Um, it was. I mean, the script is really funny, but that was probably the most I've ever just riffed in a movie, and it's like been in the movie. Well, the hot tub movies are like that too. But um, Sex Drive was a lot, a lot of improv. Good. And a lot of in the movie. Good, good. Yeah. So you
0: like write a credit, please.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I need that. I'm that union. Okay. Can you pick three activities? Which you would take gold, silver, and bronze for, and why?
2: Green activities.
0: It could be anything. It could be completely kind of like, you know, you I, you
2: rip. I would take the gold and napping. I'm really good at napping. I'm set. Like, if, if you put me in a trailer, I just immediately fall asleep.
0: You have to make sure um, you don't get pillow marks for your next take.
2: Yeah, I always do that. I've kind of stopped wearing makeup, though, so it doesn't even matter anymore. Like, now that I've got to the point that I've realized you can just tell them what you want to do, kind of. Um, Because I have have really, as you can see on Skype here, really nice skin. Yeah. And I think think guys look weird with a bunch of makeup on anyway. Like, it looks kind of, everybody has this thing where they want you to just be this one uniform, like, perfect. Like, I don't know, like, people should have, like, your cheeks should be redder and, like, you should look like a human being. Yeah. I don't know. my experience, are way more natural with that stuff. Like oh, it's that's way good. More wow. Um, like, I, I didn't work for any makeup and kick-ass, but this is the weirdest mm-hmm. time run. Um, but, yeah, I would, I'm would. i really good at napping at work, so I would take the gold and napping. Um, I would take the bronze in golf, because I'm not very good at golf, but I'm not, like, slowing everyone down, and I really enjoy playing golf, so I'd give myself a bronze in that.
0: What about silver?
2: Um, I've never done it, but I feel like I, if I uh, could get into race car driving, I could probably be silver medal status. I <laughs> just have a feeling I'd be a really good driver.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Um, if I was battle girl, what would my powers be in costume and being style and safety conscious, what would the helmet look like?
2: You wouldn't have any powers because I don't have any powers. Um,
0: yeah, I can. <laughs> it gives you more more depth with your
2: answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe your powers would be like being able to find parking. <laughs> um, I would make your costume really skimpy just because it would be way more comfortable than mine. You just want to do like like short shorts on a halter top just because it wouldn't be so heavy. What about the helmet? Uh, <laughs> the mask, just uh.
0: No, the helmet, safety conscious helmet. Uh, <laughs> you can do a mask do as one well.
2: The, one of those half helmets, you know, like, <laughs> really? like you see like bikers wear. So like basically, kind of
0: looks, just kind of looking like um, like a sort of roller girl.
2: You look a lot like the roller derby girl, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But what kind of mask would I would I wear? I'd want to have some sort of of speed on the helmet, like wings or something, but a little bit kind of old school Thor style or something.
2: That'd be cool. I mean, if you're going for speed, maybe just like a plastic, you know, like a welder's kind of face mask, just a. Kind
0: of angled like that for aerodynamics.
2: It sounds like you're going to look kind of like a bird, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, not here.
2: Hmm? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, see? I got your word in. just Say that again. My advice would be don't wear a mask because they're very uncomfortable.
0: I didn't actually have mask in the question. You, you kind of riffed that in there.
2: but That's fine. Uh, I heard it. That's weird. Did you? Your, I don't know.
0: Well, I wonder how you're going to translate this question. <laughs> Which of your characters would be the ultimate competitor at a rodeo and why?
2: A rodeo? Wow.
0: That's your word.
2: Do yeah, you remember your no, words? I like it. Probably, probably again, the guy from Sex Drive, Lance, that played in Sex Drive, I feel like he would at least give it a shot. I don't <laughs> know if any of us would be that great at, at rodeoing. Any of I us? I rode mechanical bowls. I've never rode a real bowl. Have you ever rode a mechanical bowl? No. It's pretty. Do they even have those over there? That may be like a local phenomenon. Probably somewhere. There's got to be some country western thing bar in <laughs> the right? Be. Yeah, there must be. I um,
0: <laughs> Love of padding on the floor. Yeah, straw all over small. the top.
2: Yeah. Okay. What music producers do you like? Oh wow. Uh, I like Danger Mouse. I like John Bryan. Okay. I'm sure some guys that like make all these radio hits that I like, but I just don't know their names too.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you to pick one of those producers and describe the beat they'd make for a song entitled Clark's Lament. Oh,
2: wow. That sounds kind of like vaguely, I would, I, did you hear that Danger Mouse record, Rome? Uh,
0: it's, not it's all like, of it, some of it, yeah. Very kind of Italian B-movie inspired. Yeah,
2: It's like a spaghetti western soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Clark Smith sounds like it would fit in a map that sounds kind of vaguely Western, don't
0: you think?
2: Yeah. Anything
0: yeah, anything or, different. yeah, or kind of a sort of 70s turtleneck, sort of <laughs> sinister thriller, maybe. What would the general meaning of the song be?
2: Sounds like it's about regret. Um, probably about loss, it sounds like it's a song about loss. Oh
0: God, let's not get into it, I don't want to get you upset. <laughs> Okay, if your birthday is in May, doesn't that make you a Taurus? Are you yes. compatible with Scorpio, and why?
2: I don't know. I don't know much about... Uh, I think... Let me Google it real quick. Okay. I always... Anytime anybody mentions signs, I always think of that scene in Boogie Nights, where uh, the guy comes up at the party, and he goes... And she goes, what are you... Like a, and she, I think she says i was Sagittarius. Says, oh no, I can handle no Sagittarius. <laughs> Are you a Scorpio?
0: No, I'm a Leo. Let's
2: see here. Taurus and Scorpio love compatibility. Their union <laughs> is nothing if not intense, whether if that's in a positive or a negative way. They are opposite signs in the zodiac, giving them a special complex connection. Uh-oh. They can combine the like a whole, each partner's strengths, balancing those weaknesses. Their sexual attraction is likely to be off the charts.
0: <laughs> wow, there you go.
2: <laughs> they often swing between passionate love and passionate disagreement. It sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like we'd be compatible.
0: Yeah. Okay, this one is you only have apricots left at home and you want to make a meal of them. What other ingredients do you get and what do you make?
2: I think the only other ingredient would be my car keys and my wallet and i have to go to a restaurant because I don't even like apricots.
0: So why did you send me apricots?
2: I don't know. It was, like, word association.
0: I don't know. Oh, well, what do you think of apricot soaps or lotions I don't know what to ask about apricots. Do you know what? I don't like apricot colours. Like, apricot bathroom colours or, yeah. or 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 curtains or wallpaper. I'm not the biggest fan of apricots, in all honesty, either. I think I just
2: like the sound of the word, just kind of the, like...
0: Do you, you know. pronounce it differently in the States? Do you not say apricots, or is that someone else? Okay, we somewhere else. Apric- you set apricot. apricots. Okay, good. Okay, what would be the most celestial holiday and why? The
2: what?
0: Celestial holiday and why?
2: Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> most celestial holiday. I know. <laughs> Maybe Halloween, because I feel like I'm really conscious of the moon on Halloween. Yeah, I'll go with Halloween.
0: And why? Oh, could you conjure the moon?
2: Okay. Werewolves, you know. Um, atmosphere, mood. What's been What's been
0: your most What's the costume you've worn out of Halloween that you're most proud of, or what would your ideal one be? What's um, your ideal one?
2: Well, last Halloween I was in London, and you know, you guys don't really. It's like Halloween's not as big over there, so I didn't. I didn't even have a costume.
0: Oh yeah, um. of course you went to a big party, didn't you? I remember.
2: Yeah, I went to the, the Jonathan Ross party, which is uh, insane. Him and Jane Goldman, throw this, who wrote the first Kick-Ass throw this big party where they build like a haunted house in their backyard, like a maze. Like, it's, it's insane.
0: Wow. Um, wow. Yeah,
2: it's surreal. Wow. But I okay.
0: Didn't know, so, plus, I came
2: straight from work, so I didn't... But I think the two years in a row before that, I just went as a cowboy. Did you? Like it started. It started it was going to be like a Hank Williams Jr. costume, but then I realised I couldn't be able to wear a fake beer all night because it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was just, I thought I fucking just a regular cowboy.
0: So that goes back to the rodeo question. That's good. Anyway, <laughs> if you went to a ball and everyone um, was asked to write down a song and put in a hat for um, for selection for the orchestra, orchestra.
2: Uh-huh.
0: what song would you pick and how would you dance to it? And remember orchestras can get really funky. As you know.
2: I think um I, mean, I think since we've got an orchestra there, I would just kinda lean into that and, and do like a, like a Sinatra song like maybe Summer Wind or something. You know, something like Pretty Take Advantage of the Orchestra. And then we could break dance to that. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next one I've got is amalgam. That's a good one. Yeah, which is all about a mixture and a blend. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like when you get on set and you've got? I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how. How do you get to bond with the people that you're performing with? Do you sometimes just meet on the first day of filming, or do you do kind of round table stuff, or are you lucky enough to know them, or kind of what's the ideal scenario and what's kind of like the a sort of uncomfortable scenario?
2: I mean, you kind of experience all of those. It just depends on the individual job. Um, you know, in something like the hot tub movies. And, and the comedies are kind of a small... It's kind of a small community anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I tend to know a lot of the people and work with it. Like, I've done, like, two or three things with, like, Adam Scott at this point. And, like, you kind of, like, just start to see the same people around. Um, that's... That would probably be the ideal. I mean, if you can work with people, you know, because just like on on Hot Tub Too, we just immediately kind of on the first day you just kind of hit a stride, you know, because you you kind of have the the chemistry with the other guys already, so you're not you're not having to find anything.
0: Yeah, no, you know? that's brilliant.
2: Yeah, I don't know, it's it's how kind of just different every job. I mean, sometimes you don't have the the luxury of knowing them, or I mean, movies you never get any rehearsal. I've never like rehearsed on a movie. Wow. Uh, You do a table read a lot of times, but, like, I don't know, I feel like table reads are almost a waste of time sometimes, I've never been to a table read and been, like, blown away, like, just reading a script out loud is not that exciting.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, even, like, a play, which is way more about, like, dialogue and rhythm and stuff, you can kind of read, but a movie script, there's there's just too many stage directions and stuff, I feel like, like, table reads always just bum everybody out most of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I, I like Hot Tub 2, is about as ideal you can get as far as like the, the chemistry of being the work of people, because I just knew everybody, and even like a lot of the crew was the same. And,
0: brilliant. And you
2: have any kind of continuity like that, it's it's really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. brilliant.
1: Cool, that's it. Da-da. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed that interview.
0: You can now treasure it in book form, digital or print via www.blagmagazine.com.